It feels like ages ago since we recorded. I know, it kind of was. Yeah, I was. Yeah, we did a two, two weeks. Uh, what a week. Is it two weeks? Yeah. Yeah, two weeks where we did Halloween six. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Two episodes are within a couple of days of each other. So we had. Yeah. That buffer. Yeah. It does feel like a while. It does feel like a while. Um, a while. I feel like. Well. I feel like with this month, I feel like we've got actually a theme, a theme in the theory going of, shall we say, folk? It's gone that way, hasn't it? Yeah. It's, was that intentional? Yeah. Mm, maybe subconsciously. Yeah. I, I think, I think because we've got the witch or the mm. vitch. The vitch. The vitch. The, 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 the yeah. Um, and then... Yeah, I, I, I don't, I didn't think, right, I'm going to pick something that fits with that, like, deliberately. But the the reason why I picked this is because I bought it recently. I picked it up. It was a, I found it in CEX, whatever. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I'd seen it previously. And I was like, oh, wouldn't mind watching that again. I can't remember. It was, you know, cheap, cheap Blu-ray price. I was like, oh, yeah, for however much it was, a fiver. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, I'll pick it up for that and watch it again. Um, and then as I just got it, and I was like, oh, I feel like it because I feel like it's also a little bit of a um, under, not necessarily underrated, but I, I, not, not everybody will have seen it or necessarily have heard of it because it's not, it's not well, a big uh, film. It's a bit of a British indie sort of thing. A hidden, a hidden, somewhat gem to some. Yeah, because I don't. I definitely. I think we should probably just say from the top. I don't think this is everybody's cup of tea. No, um, the film we'll be talking about today is definitely not everyone's cup of tea. I can. I can. I. As people say. <laughs> as people say on Twitter, I think I speak for everyone when I say this is not for everyone. It's um, definitely not for everyone. Um, I think it's it's fair to say it's hated by quite a lot of people. To be quite honest, hate. I mean, hate's a strong word. It is a I mean, it word. is a strong word, but I was I was reading a little review uh, on it last night, and uh, they watched it at a fright fest. I'm not sure, okay. and basically nobody liked it. Not a single person <laughs> enjoyed watching it at that, at this particular festival. Um, however, I know also know that there are a lot of people that really rate it. So, yes, Ben Wheatley's Kill List from 2011. Yes, that is what we'll be discussing today. If you haven't already read the title of this episode, um, I mean, you're—I mean, it's right there. It's right. It's right there <laughs> in 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 Queen, in King's English. Yes. Kill list, dreadcast episode, that whatever. Um, yeah. The dreadcast spit- is the pod, and yeah, then that's the us. other words are the film that we'll be discussing. That's Two words. They're right works. at the front. Right at the front. There. Um, there's no film called the dreadcast. I don't think. Um, if there is, that would be amazing, and we'll find it and do a dreadcast episode on the dreadcast. That'd be the fantastic. On the dreadcast, that would but be before good. before those words get too redundant, uh, yes, welcome back to the dreadcast. Um, my name's Tom. Welcome, to, and the lovely Aiden. Hello. Um, we're out. When when we're, we're never out of spooky seat. I said spooky. You heard me. I didn't say. Yeah, I heard. Definitely heard the K. We're yes. never out of spooky season here on. Um, in the dreadcast it's it's year round 
It's year it round. Is. But it just, there's something about October that just, you know, feels nice. You know, the nights are drawing in. You can turn the lights down. Just, you've got the lead up to Halloween. It's like the lead up to mm-hmm. Christmas. You know, Christmas yeah. is starting now, really. Yeah, you've got the lead up, you know, start getting ready. And for people that like Christmas. But October, you know, you start watching horror films. But we're year round. We don't stop. We're 52 we weeks stop. a year horror here. Um, can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> little diddy shif, shimmy there. Um, yeah, so um, I can't actually remember where I was going now. I was just bigging us up, basically. Yeah, no, um, that's good. I yeah, a little big it. up there. Yeah, good. I'm glad you were doing it. Yeah. Well, thanks, Welcome folks. Back. That was it. Welcome back to <laughs> the Dreadcast. Yes, we will be discussing Ben Wheatley's 2011 film, uh, Kill List. Yes. Um, so this was a second time watch for me, and I believe a first time for you. Um, yes. And as it we were saying, yeah, inadvertently, we've we've done a little, created a little bit of a theme this month, so the yeah. the, the folk horror vibe, witchy stuff, cults, and things. Yeah, there's a... Uh, did I say I was... Because my pick was obviously the witch, this was your pick. We do yep. a pick each month, folks. We do a pick each month, We then we do a uh, Carrying On My Monsters Universal series, and then maybe we'll do a new film or something completely obscure. Um did I pick the Vich first, and then you picked this? Yeah, but I not, think that's how it worked. But you, you, like you just said, you did it because you wanted to watch it again, rather than the fact it's got folk <clears throat> aspects in it. Yeah, it was just it's just coincidence, really, that it, we've ended up with sort of two two folk horror type of things. Um, and this is the kill list is I think generally considered as being a folk horror sort of. Um, sort of vibe i definitely say i'd certainly say it is um i will say what i think it is soon okay <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no it wasn't like oh i'll pick i didn't it wasn't until after the fact that i thought oh we've got something in the same vein i mean it's not you, you wouldn't say they're the same sort of film definitely but there's there's themes and maybe the tone and the mood is probably, oh without doubt is, is yeah um is the same so yeah we've ended up on a on a little folk horror thing which you know i love so that's fine by me Absolutely you do indeed me. you do, do indeed have you seen any other um ben wheatley films now when you said on the discord there um you were going for a ben wheatley kick not long ago i mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't know that he, he directed this. Um, so then I looked up Ben Wheatley. Um, no, <laughs> it's the answer. Okay, to that. fair enough. <laughs> but but I do, I do, I, I do know of his films. It's not like yeah. oh, I, this is a completely obscure director to me. Um, like I've obviously his his most latest film. I've obviously heard of Meg Two and never Meg saw two. it. Yeah. Doesn't interest me. <laughs> but there are films such as The ABCs of Death, which uh, always intrigued intrigued me. Uh, I've heard of Sightseers. Um, Sightseers is very good. And I definitely hi- recommend. And that. High Rise. High Rise uh, rang a bell as well. Right. So, yeah, he, he I know of his films, but no, I've, mm-hmm. I, this, is, this is his first film I've ever seen. Um, I mean, he's got, um, I'd say he's got a bit of a style. Um, it's certainly, there are three, I'd say there are three films of his that kind of all have a, a similar kind of tone and vibe mm. um so a field in england is another one of his that's worth watching 
mm-hmm. um, and in the earth as well. And I, I think those three probably form his kind of folk horror, horror trilogy. Um, right. Basic, connected by tone and, and vibe rather than any of the actual subject matter. Um, but yeah, weird, weird things occurring in the countryside um, mm. is <laughs> it sort of encapsulates those three films. But they are very different as well in subject matter. So I feel that England, England is a period piece set in uh, during the Civil War. Um, okay. In the Earth is a modern day thing set around a pandemic. So, um, sorry, sorry. The, the last one you said during the Civil War. Do you mean the, the American? No, the English Civil War. A bit, a bit more. The English Civil War. Um, Roundheads, Cavaliers, Oliver Cromwell. I've heard um, of Cromwell. Yes, good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, as a as a, a former British school kid, you probably would have look, covered look, it. Look, look, right. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I did art mostly at school. Uh, history. History, okay. I, I now I love history. I love facts about history. I love history. Um, but I had an awful teacher at school, so it was one of those things yeah. where, as a kid, if you've got an awful teacher, you're not going to pay attention. Fair and I look, enough, I fair look enough. back at it now, and I'm like, history's fascinating. Like just anything, yeah. really bad. And I wish I'd paid more attention. So we probably did so, do that, but I just you yeah. probably did. I mean, you will have done. So 16, 1642 to sixteen fifty one. It's um. But it's that sort of peak period of Puritans and witch hunting and, and yes. that kind of period of, you know, so witch finder general is set around the, is set during the same time period. Um, so a feel in England has that sort of, although it's set basically on the, um, in the, the, quite the aftermath of a battle, but essentially some people escaping from a battle, uh, running away from a battle and it's, it's centered around them, but there's a witch finder character in there and, um, yeah, it's it stars that absolutely fantastic Reece Shearsmith, um, who's also in In the Earth. Um, so if you're a fan of, well, both Ben Wheatley and Reece Shearsmith, um, you've probably already seen these films, but if not, you should definitely check them out. Um, so yeah, so that's a period piece. And then In the Earth, as I say, it's set around a pandemic and researchers looking for, well, re- some researchers looking for another researcher who's looking for a cure for whatever this disease is. Mm. Um, I watched that one quite recently, so it hits fairly close to home, given uh, recent world events. But um, it's probably the uh, inspiration for making the film in the first place. But yeah, Kill List, completely different vibe, because it's a Hitman movie. Is it Uh... not? What, go on. What what you what are your right. thoughts? What are your initial thoughts? Yeah, because I always go. A lot of the times lately, it's been films you have either not seen or seen mm-hmm. not seen for a long time. So this is quite yeah, a nice yeah. turn of events. Yeah. Um. Well, welcome back to Aiden's uh, Dreadcast podcast. I am the guest on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. I the first. Oh god! I, I, do you know what? I didn't take that many notes on this, but there's That's a fair. lot up here, tapping my brain, my noggin, mm-hmm. that I need to like unload about this film. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, two thirds of it. First two thirds. So let's say first act, second act. Um, felt like it could have been a BBC thriller drama. Yeah. 
just because it's British, the way it's shot, it's very yeah. te- intense at times. Tensions building up, what's going on? Yes. Yeah. Um, and speaking of which, it, it is well produced. You know, it's, I, I doubt it had a big. I haven't looked at the budget. Um, it's about half a mil, I think. It, yeah, it, it didn't look like it had much budget. Just but, or maybe under that. There's something about, like, it felt quite indie. Mm-hmm. There's something about the way the writing was done the acting the setting like just in a normal suburban house suburban family they've got friends over felt so legit and real it didn't feel hollywood or staged it felt like um we were watching a channel four channel five documentary with hidden yeah it's like a kitchen sink drama sort of yeah this is england kind of i really appreciate that type of acting and writing because yeah it really takes you in it really yeah. pulls you into it and makes you feel like this is real mm-hmm. um there are some issues i felt with that uh i felt the story went off tangent at places like um so in the beginning we get a sort of surprise with uh, fiona which i um, which the lovely aiden here will do a quick rundown of the plot in a minute because I'm not going to be able to. The lovely Fiona, a character you all will talk about in a minute, um, uh, doing some sort of carving in their their bathroom. You know, it's, it's sort of like yeah. a symbol, like oh, these are the, these are the targets, and that kind of never really got talked about again. And I'm no. like, okay, I've got 20 minutes left of this film. What happened with that? I would have preferred yeah, yeah. a bit more sprinkling throughout of let's see that sign again somewhere else like i'm looking for this symbol that she carved mm. this target sign somewhere else in the film is it there is something going to link to this it, it just tailed off and no. for about 45 to 50 minutes of the film it's a bbc thriller drama about two guys two ex uh, military servicemen who have now become contract killers mm. going after targets that we're not actually clued into why these people are targets, why they're killing these people. And we know one of them is a dirty nonce <laughs> who, yeah. deser- who deserves the <laughs> disgusting, um, disgusting death that he gets. But mm. it kind of goes in a different direction, then comes back to it somehow. It, Yeah, it's it, this is I think this is one of the things I really like about it in that it's it's very unique. Mm. And while I do agree that there are things that don't quite pay off, mm. um, I I think it works in this context. Um, and and to be honest, it, it might def it might actually be one that benefits from repeat viewings. I this was my it was my second watch, and I definitely got more out of it this time round than I did the first time round. I was actually a little bit disappointed by it the okay. first time round, but kind of felt like i owed it to myself to watch it because I, I again i like i like hitman films i like yeah. that sort of gritty british i like the cast of the, the movie and I, you know i like ben wheatley's other stuff so i kind of felt like i should give it another shot should give it another yeah. crack of the whip at some point and i'm glad i did because i definitely got more out of it second time around I, like i said i still think there are things that don't you know that are things that are raised that don't quite pay off but it's a film and and Ben Wheatley said this in an interview himself that he wanted to make a film that you had to pay attention to and you had to think about. He wanted the audience to, to without doubt, 
Yes. Yeah. It's not one to stick on and just, you know, let it I was play not in bored. the background. It's not, I was not no. bored at all or, like, drawn away to something else. I This mm. this, this had my attention the whole way through. Yeah. But it need, it does. It needs your attention. You, you're mm. not... You, you are going to miss things and it, 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 there are definitely subtleties that are going to come... Yeah. That are going to maybe pop a little bit more or things that you're going to miss first time watching that you, you'll, you'll pick up the next time around. Um... Yeah, it's not one to it's not one to give away, uh, to to just stick on with a with a bag of popcorn or you know, you know immediately start looking at your phone. No, um, not at all. So yeah, as as you said, Tom, it is it follows the story of uh, primarily Jay here, played by Neil Maskell, who you might re- recognise as um, oh well, I can't remember the character's name, but he's a f- football factory. He's Danny Dyer's best mate in the football factory. I'm sure he's done I, a bunch of other stuff as well, but that's where I, Rob, reckon, I believe he's called. I recognised his mate Gal more, mm-hmm. and I just couldn't. I can't piece where I recognised. Michael him. Smiley is tyres in um, Space, so he's the bicycle courier, the raving bicycle courier in Space. Um, he also is in an episode of Black Mirror, um, with oh, it's the one with the the. Uh, yes, the the woman that wakes up and there's there's the, the that's people it. video in the smilers or whatever they call it's that that's one? one of my favorite Black Mirror episodes. Mm. Absolutely fantastic episode, but yeah, Michael Smiler. I mean, he's probably been in a bunch of other stuff. He's a uh, he's a great Irish actor, former uh, former stand up comedian as well. I think. Um, he um he really I I I was getting confused with him to begin with. I actually thought it was Eyeball Paul. Um, I can't remember his name. Oh, Siffens. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of got he's got a similar look. He has got a similar look to him. To be fair, he's been he's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, yeah, Siffens. Yeah. I mean, he's he's in and he's worked with Ben Wheatley before. He's in ABC's A Death. Um, he's also in um, another one that the. Name escapes me. Free Fire, I think, is also Ben Wheatley. He's in that too. Um, yeah, which I've not seen. Um, so yeah, it follows the story of, of Jay and Gal. Um, these two, as you say, former British military um, soldiers who are no. now contract killers. Um, yeah. There's references, a couple of references throughout. So the, the the film actually opens with Jay and his wife Shell uh, having a bit of an argument, having a bit of a row about money, mm. um, which, like you say, adds to this sort of very gritty kitchen sink drama sort of uh, tone. And it transpires that Jay hasn't worked for about eight months, and the money's becoming tight, and she's sort of keen for him to get back in the saddle. He, she mentions a back problem that is that's all in his head or something. Um, and they're preparing for a dinner party and Gal and his girlfriend Fiona come over to have this dinner party. As part of that, Gal mentions that he's, he's got a job, basically, and then it transpires that the job is, is contract killing. Um, so it's, it's work they've done before. They keep referencing um, what yeah. happened in Kiev, yeah. which we never find out, but essentially something bad happened and that caused Jay to... Want to quit, or you know, have he's going through a bit of a personal crisis, but we never quite, we never find out what happens. 
or what happened in Kiev to uh, to knock him to knock his confidence or whatever. Um, so the the rest of the film then plays out. We see uh, Gal and Jay head to head to the meeting with the client. Um, we're never given a name, uh, but he is just referred to as the client. There's a an odd bit of blood contract signing. Man, that that <laughs> um, that contract sign where the the client cuts um, Jay's hand. That is mm-hmm. that is gruesome. That is mm. a, that is a good effect. That's, there is a good gr- effect. In fact, some of the the blood in the effects in this film is actually pretty good for the you know the budget uh-huh. and quality of the for the film. budget and that, as well i mean the level of violence is it hard. ramps up a bit yeah it is as this this is not for the squeamish it's really really visceral yeah. and quite graphic some of the some of the stuff we see happen um so yeah so gal and jay decide to take on the take on this contract um it's a list of three people and they head out to each one um over the course of you know, it's a it's a few days, a week or so. Um the hits largely go off without hitch, but um the the alluded to I think it's fair to say not we don't find out exactly what everybody the each of the victims has done. But it's no. alluded to that it's all very horrible. Um yeah, we don't give reason and yeah. And, you know, sex crimes and that kind of thing. It's it's all a bit, yeah. They're they're all sort of heinous people, um, to which Jay sort of goes above and beyond in the in the methods of dispatch, and he starts to sort of lose his composure, shall we say? Especially um, with the third one, which which causes uh, which causes Gal and Jay to to have a bit of conflict. Um, that's resolved as they head towards the final um, the final victim. Or the mm. final target, um, and then the film takes a very sharp detour into yeah, full blown Wickerman territory, basically. But um, it just happens. There's, it just it just happens. Yeah, there's not really too much of a subtle build up throughout the film to it. It's like, oh, we're doing this now. Yeah, I mean, there the, there is minor, a subtle build-up, but it is very, very subtle. I think that's what, as going back to what you were saying earlier, um, and what Amber said about subsequent viewings. Yeah, there, there, there is a little bit, but it it still doesn't make it clear as to what's going to happen. No. Um, no. Yeah, it does. It does feel even even on subsequent viewings. I guess it'll still feel like it comes really sort of far out of left field that. We've got straw masks and torches and naked processions through the woods and ritual sacrifice, you know, the whole nine yards. Um, it really does go for it. So don't want to give away too much about the ending just yet. I think yeah, we'll, I agree. We'll, we'll, I agree. we'll I save agree. that for later. But that's in a nutshell, that's the plot. It's, it's two, yeah. two hitmen getting back into the game and having a problematic contract i guess if you want to yeah. you want to wrap it up in a nutshell that's what it, it starts is starts to spiral out of control the more, yeah. the more they go on yeah mm-hmm. uh yeah so the, the thing with so jay our main and his his wife and the son that i feel like the, the film tries to give you a bit of backstory with their family you know mm-hmm. right at the beginning like they they are a dysfunctional family 
The fight, yeah. as I said earlier, like the, the 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 writing and the acting feels so real at times. Like mm. their fight, their fighting's quite uncomfortable. Oh yeah, yeah like their yeah. domestic fighting. I'm, I was I was almost waiting for a big old slap across their face, and like, oh, I mean, okay, yeah, it's here we go. The dinner party scene where he, he pulls yeah. the pulls the tablecloth off and stuff. Yeah, um, again, I mean, this is something that was like intentional. I think again in another interview, Ben Wheatley said something about the real or the scariest horror being your parents shouting or something like that which it does i, mean, I think yeah. it's something we can all re- we, everyone's been in an awkward situation where yeah. a couple of you know friends or family members or whatever are arguing and it's all getting a bit heated and horrible and it is a really oh i hate being in confrontation like around sickly, confrontation I hate yeah. it Thank it's you. not nice. It's not a nice thing to be involved in or to be around, rather. We, um, we also we talk about times about what scares you in horror, which we talk. Mm-hmm. But like, and there's so many. It's so subjective. I mean, forget that list that scientists did a few weeks ago or months ago that was the the scariest horror films ever made. You know, whatever. And, oh yeah. Yeah, I think Sinister was number one, and they're all like cheap jump scare horror films with ghosts and. Uh, and there's so many what scares you in horror is so objective but like you said like something like this if it's done well if it's acted well if it's written well it's really intense watching them fight and it's quite it, I, I, don't be, I don't want to be here anymore <laughs> no there, there is there's a lot that, I mean there's a lot that sort of goes into this um, and I, I think it's made exceptionally well we've got it is, say, it that, is. that sort of human conflict and the shouting and the arguing in a family dynamic and it's about money and um you know, she's she's mad at him because he hasn't been to work for eight months, but he's mad at her because she's somehow spent forty grand in that eight months. So yeah, there's a they little got a big bit of house. I mean, yeah, they, they've obviously done well. It's interesting actually that when it's because it's not instantly apparent that he's a hitman. He says something about working with computers or sales or something. Yeah. Um, and it's not until it's not it's not a long way into the film, but it's not immediate that he's a hitman. But when it is revealed that he's a hitman, it's also revealed that his wife knows full well. It's not a secret that in the family. Well, I mean, I'm assuming the, the oh, she's all on board. Know. She's but she all knows. on board. She even procures the guns. Apparently, when he when yeah. he reveals that assault rifle that he's he's got, he, he says the gal Shell got it for me. So yeah. <laughs> don't know how just how she's involved and has access to heavy weaponry, but. Yeah, they know. Like, this isn't like a his secret, you know. Well, she was. Like... We we get the minor, minor bit of um, her explaining she was in the Swedish armed forces or. Swedish... Oh, she does. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she. Does and there's, a, there's even a picture was... of her. Yeah, she I does mean, mention tra- that she was Swedish um, national. So she did Swedish national service. Yeah, I was really trying to clock what. There's a part. Uh, they they they've had a. A row at the beginning, uh, right mm. at the beginning of the film, and then she's on the phone, I believe, to her mum in her native mm. language. And I really couldn't clock what language that was. Mm. I've never, I never really know Swedish that well. <laughs> I've never no, I can't say I've heard, but yeah, it is, it is Swedish. And to be, I don't think uh, she, uh, apparently uh, Mayanna Buring or Miana Buring, the uh, the actress that plays Shell, um, is Swedish um, or of Swedish uh, descent. Yeah. Um, and that was improvised by her and nobody knows, or I'm sure people that understand Swedish know, but none of the cast or crew or the director know what she actually said in that conversation because it was all improvised at the time. Really? <laughs> yeah. 
so I imagine she just had a note saying, you know, you're you're mad at your husband in Swedish or something, and she just she just rattled off. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, that we we don't get much of her. I mean, obviously, we get it towards the mm. end. We we really establish that she knows what she's doing with a gun, and she's mm-hmm. got training, she's got experience. Um, she she never really. Uh, like you said, she 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 knows about his contracting and whatever and being involved yeah, yeah. with it, but she never really seems to be against it. No, no. It, well, you know, presumably it pays well, like you say. They've got a mm. a big house, and you know, he he specifically mentions this sort of safety account of a holiday money or something, having um, you know, forty grand in it, which she's apparently been spending while he's not been working. But she's been spending it on a jacuzzi or some repair, repairing the jacuzzi. Um, I mean, forty grand in eight months is quite a lot of quite a lot of money to spend, even with a relatively big house. One thing I, I did write down specifically, that I did think this film was going to go in this direction. So they've got the four of them at this dinner party. And there's still a bit of tension between Jay and his wife because money situation. And obviously it ends with him destroying the dinner table and then fighting. Gal, his best mate, the Irish guy, comes um, states he's got a job of three people mm-hmm. to knock off. I was expecting a sort of strangers type film here where oh, okay. we're going to be in the house mm-hmm. and the three people were fiona jay and shell shell ah, because okay. three people i was kind of expecting a little yeah, yeah. and they've got the training but gals obviously got a lot maybe a lot of training i was expecting a bit of back and forth there um, yeah oh, it's fine it's fine it didn't happen but i just yeah three, <laughs> three people free free you know I and there's see. obviously something see. felt off about fiona because yeah, obviously something fell off about her. Yeah, play. Uh, yeah, Fiona played by Emma Fryer. Um, again, another actress and comedian. She's <laughs> she's done a bunch of stuff, mainly TV things. I think I'm um, just having a look through her. I mean, she was Susan Random in Toast of London. Um, I need to Janine in Phone Shop. So a lot of uh, a lot of british comedy stuff tv specifically tv comedy um yeah not a huge list of of movie credits um skint the tv series she was in quite recently uh but i think yeah i think acting sort of secondary she's a mainly a a, a comedian stand-up comedian yeah um but she's got a wonderfully like angular face oh like she looks sort of sinister and witchy anyway um and then yeah she's we i think it's it's pretty clear that she's not she's she's sort of new to the dynamic so obviously gal and jay know each other and gal knows shell as as jay's wife i think it's fairly quickly apparent that she's a, a new person to come into this dynamic yeah um and i think it's revealed later that that may have even being their first date or second date or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah, they barely know each other. Yeah, and she's she's come in and just as quickly as she sort of comes in, she goes out again. Uh, but yeah, she's just sort of making small. But then she reappears later as just trying to be friendly with Shell, 
And she's an odd character that kind of pops up and out throughout the film and is always a little bit, yeah, off. There's there's something yeah. about her. But it is that dinner party where, mm. like I said earlier, we cut to a scene of her in their bathroom, Yeah, takes off the mirror on the back, halves a symbol, which you see at the beginning of the film. There's there's no opening credits in this film. There's no title crawl. There's just this symbol that's like a... It looks like an arrow, but it's a cross with a triangle. Yeah. And she carves this symbol, and, and nothing really comes of this in a way. It's no. like a target symbol. It's like, um, say, say she did it on the outside of the house with a paint to, yeah, to tell it, people it, this it, is the target. It's yeah. inside the house behind a mirror. And the mirror. Which maybe gives it a more supernatural flavor. Like it's a, maybe, maybe. It's a, but again, that's not explored any further. But I think I took that to be, because I think first time I watched it, I'm with you, I agreed. It was like, oh, yeah, we're going to, something's <laughs> going to happen with yeah. that. Um, and it doesn't. But I think if you take it in isolation mm. as it basically just the film basically just saying this isn't it isn't going to be what you think it is mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. something weird is going to happen at yeah. some point so essentially yeah we have this dinner party scene we have uh the arguments and the rowing and it's very you know sort of eastenders christmas special oh um, without doubt yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then and then yeah just sort of right at the end of that <coughs> we have uh fiona um yeah she takes off the bathroom mirror she carves a symbol and takes yeah. a bloodied handkerchief as well she a bloody yes. tissue so she takes that and sort of secretes that inside a bra or whatever again we don't find out why but i think it's just a huge big signpost to say we've got some weird witch witchcraft stuff coming or you know what i mean there's there's going to be mm. ritual things occurring mm. this is you know this is folk horror stuff I think I think that that's the way I've taken it is that it's the, the specifics of it don't necessarily come back or we're not it's not explained what that symbol is or why she's taken that tissue but I think it's just generally a flag to say you're watching a horror movie this, this mm. is going to go wicker man um we don't even that, see that symbol again no we don't no no but that, that's, again that's what I like about it it's just it's, it's weird and it's unnerving and yeah um, and again, just as I was going to say earlier, is that the way the film's shot and the sound direction, you get weird like audio Agreed. cutouts and um, and the music choices and and things like that are very interesting. Did you sit through the um, the end? I'm not necessarily expecting you to, but did you sit through the end credits? No, but there's now not you've there's said... not a there's not a post credit scene or anything like that. But okay. it's just. It's just the song that's used, or the, the the audio that's used during those end credits is creepy as hell, and it's just voices whispering and just okay. It, it's awful. I'll, it's I'll really, check it out. Really, it's really I'll check nasty. it out after this because I watched it on um, my new favorite website, Internet Archive. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, so I will check it out after. But you, I can kind of get what you're saying because yeah, the sound design was fantastic. I will give it mm. that on this film. Um, it reminded me a bit of the sound design of Men. Yeah. Just this yeah. eerie, uncanny sounds, you know? It doesn't need Men to... is a really good shout. Um I really liked Men. For the tone and the and the Yeah. The the style of it. Um 
And I, to be honest, I was thinking that Ben Wheatley had something to do with men. Ben, I'd did realized. He? No, he didn't. No, it was, okay, um, okay. It was Alex Garland that yeah. uh, that directed that, and it's yeah, it's nothing to do with him. But it's it's the same because it's the same sort of tone and the same sort of style, yeah, and a little yeah. bit of a weird, folky horror kind of thing. If it wouldn't surprise me if he directed that and yeah. vice versa, I suppose. And if to be honest, if you Google men, people also search for In the Earth, The Witch, The Ritual, okay. Midsummer. Um, you know, so it's all very much that sort of the Wicker Man. It's all very much yeah. that, that sort of vibe. I'm sure Kill List is also on the list as well. People also search for. Um, so we're definitely in that in that territory. Um so yeah, that's a that's a good shout. So yeah, they, they're going back to the. Sorry, go ahead. I was just, one more thing on Fiona. She does also appear one more time when they're they're uh, in the middle of one of their kills. They're back at the hotel where they're staying, uh-huh. and she appears outside the hotel, just slowly waving at Jay. Waving. And I, I'm like, is that a? Is he imagining this? Because he doesn't react that much. Well, I I would be. No, she did. What is she doing down there? Why is she here? He just it's sort interesting. of meh, just waves back and then goes waves. back to bed. Yeah, there, there's there's not much of a reaction there. No, but the way she waves is yeah. repeated later on with the girl at the end and the hanging. She waves in the same way before she kicks herself oh, off. The, off yeah, the thing. she does. There's, there's a lot of like weird foreshadowing yeah. that comes back. Um that comes back later again is it significant is it relevant i don't know but it's mm. like you there are little beats like this that notice there is a theory um, okay. amongst a few fans that this is actually all a dream or a lot of this is a dream um at several points throughout the film people shout at jay to wake up um and it's not uh, and like i say things will happen that obviously for that that are then that are foreshadowing later events and things. Yeah, so Shell, Shell does that. She's, she's like, wake up, wake she up. She shouts at him to wake up. I think Gal tells him to wake up at one point as yeah. well. And he, and, there's, and his son, his son also wakes him up at one point as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's not... Uh, it was, a, it was a, I can't, you know, apologies because I can't remember what the, what the blog was, but I found a blog post reviewing Kill List um, that I skimmed over last night after I watched the movie. And they were saying in that that they'd it's the same person that had seen the screening at the Fright Fest, and they were saying um, they had this theory and they were they'd spoken to Ben Wheatley about it, who hadn't discredited it. He'd yeah. not discredited it, okay. and it does kind of work. Um, I don't it know is. if I'd say yeah, that's definitely what's happening, but it's an interesting idea and it does fit. Um, Go on. So yeah, I do. You know, I think. I, oh, Sorry, we're going to have to take a little break there. There's somebody at the door. Ah, there's somebody at the door. There's somebody at the door. There's somebody at the door. Where were we? You were talking about um, subtleties. The dream theory. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure I subscribe to it myself. Um, I, I, I see how it fits, but I don't think that that's the intention. I think we're supposed to believe that this this is happening in yeah. uh in in real life and yeah that's that's just what goes down um i find so yeah, the idea they, of like dream theories a bit lazy at times yeah i know what you i know what you mean um 
And, and you know, I guess a counter-argument that all the sort of foreshadowing and stuff is because some kind of ritual is being performed, perhaps. Um, mm. Like I say, we, we don't find out specifically, and I, I, I do enjoy the ambiguity of it. Um, and I, I think it's definitely a film that is open to, to coming up with your own theories as to what's happened. I think if you do a quick Google on it, like ending explained comes up quite frequently. Yeah. Um, oh, I can believe I think, that. Yeah. Mm. I, I would want that. Yeah. <laughs> I think there is a lot of a lot of ambiguity, um, but but as I said earlier, this was sort of sort of the director's intention for it not to be clean cut and dried yeah. and straightforward, and it is it is meant to provoke thought and something to think about. Um. So yeah, Jay and Gal, or Jay decides to accept Gal's offer of of working with him on this contract, and they. Mm. They head off, um, and the first target is a priest. Um, Gog. <laughs> From Peep Show. He plays a, he plays oh, a character. Is it, is it the he, same guy? He's Gog. <laughs> oh, you know what? I never realized that. Wants to do the advert for Honda. Yeah. <laughs> With Jess. Honda are interested. I want a kebab. Go, get me a kebab. <laughs> <laughs> I want a kebab. I want a kebab. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, uh, oh, I never realised that was him. Oh, that's brilliant. Crunching um, up cereal, bit expensive, eh? <laughs> as I recall. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Super hands is brilliant in that. Bashing with the baseball bat. Shall we do a peep show podcast as well? Oh god, <laughs> if we could. <laughs> oh, I never realised. So that's Gar- yeah, Gareth, Gareth Tunley. Yeah. I, I just saw oh. him. And I was like, it's good. <laughs> I, might, I might have to. I might have to. Funnily enough, he's in a he's in a short film called How Not to Make a Short Film, as well. For Honda, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For Honda, yeah. He is also is it yeah. also with sightseers? Um, he is the first victim. He is the first. He is the first victim. Do we find out his crime? No. Um... I mean, it's it the. Jay assumes that he's um, he's a paedophile, but that's because he's a priest. So I think there's a little bit of prejudice running ahead with that. I don't think we ever actually find out what he's supposedly done. Allegedly, in the real world, people do assume that. Allegedly. Mm. Allegedly. allegedly. That's how you get away with stuff on the internet. Just say allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, there are cases out there. This has happened, yeah. but we're not no, tarring he, everybody um, with the same brush. He doesn't, much like the second victim, where we get a bit more, much more actually, of a yeah. uh, backstory to our victim. But th- this, there, there isn't really anything. They, they follow him. Well, they, they get a, a montage of him in the church ceremony, mm-hmm. and then that's about it. Well, I guess this is the thing. Again, we're not told. It's open to interpretation. And arguably, I said that what they, what his crime is. They're not. They're not law enforcement. They're hitmen. Yeah. So, technically speaking, nobody is a is a necessarily a criminal. It's just somebody that the client has paid to have killed. Yeah. Um, and and I I think personally that they are sacrifices in a ritual mm. why they why these particular people are sacrifices in a ritual i don't know but it's 
I think ultimately it's you know a, a a slick way for this cult, shall we call it, to yeah. you know fulfill their to fulfill their ends. Um, Which we don't know why. Uh, if they are sacrificed, we don't know why. What for? What reason? No, just, no, no. Just we don't is know what it is because uh, they they also say thank you the the victims. Yes, they do. They do say thank you. I mean, that is literally the only thing that the priest says is just uh, Jay tells him to turn around and he yeah. just says thank you. So yes. it hints that they are also the victims are also potentially involved that they are yeah, yeah. in some in some ways willing sacrifices. Um Yeah, the, the it's it's like I say it's not explained, but there is um we're given like big bold letter titles before the execution yeah. of each victim. Sort of like so, chapter separation. Yeah, like chapter separation. So we have the priest and the librarian, I think is the next one. Yes, he is. Um and then is it the MP? I can't remember. Uh yeah, so the the, the priest, the librarian, the no, there, was there a third one and then the MP? Oh, there's the Hunchback. They have the Hunchback. Oh, well, we'll get onto the Hunchback. That's the final Which one. Which is, is the last definite title card. Maybe it's just maybe it's just those the, three. The, after the librarian, he goes to kill the guy who has a dog. Yeah, but I don't think... Is that think... to do with the librarian? Yeah, it, like he's not a mem... I don't think he is a legit target on the actual kill list okay i i think he is because obviously they interrogate the librarian um and he finds out that so so let's talk about it so the, the next yeah. hit the next official hit is this quote-unquote librarian who they follow again we see we've scenes of them tailing tailing him they follow yeah. him and they find a lockup they investigate this lockup after he's gone and find it's filled with a lot it's of really pornography. Bad stuff. And yeah, we never actually see what Gal it turns on the TV screen and we hear like screaming Ugh. and stuff and they talk about it. It's completely left up to your imagination as to what's going on. But it's well, it, it, it's, it's fairly obvious that it's some sort of very well, young screams. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you don't that's... want to go into it, but that's what you're here, but you hear. I think it's that's horrible. yeah, I think it's safe to it's say horrible. that's what it is. Yeah. Um, so then they then they, they, they go after the target, the librarian, and there's a yeah, rather brutal torture scene involving cigarettes burning, burning him with cigarettes and a hammer. Um, rather extensive use of a hammer, yeah, an extensive use on a pretty good um special effect mannequin. Uh, prosthetic mm. body, head specifically. Yes. Um, but the, the, the librarian himself, he is the librarian, right? Yes. Yeah, the, he, yeah. Yeah. He really changes his tune. Like uh, to begin with, he's like, I don't know what, I don't know what, why are you doing this yeah. to me? I'm so pathetic and weak. And then he sort of bold uh, changes his his tune to be like, Yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah, I know. And he says, I know who you are. I know, like, what you... He does. It's when Gal goes to... out of the room. So Gal basically leaves the room to go and find his safe and yeah. take whatever money they can find. Um, 
which I guess is just one of the perks of being a hitman. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you get to, just take it. You, you get to loot. You get to loot the victims. Yeah, why not? Um, uh, and then at which point, when Jay's on his own, yeah, he, he despite being like you know battered and bloody and uh, um, uh, you know subject to to being tortured, he yeah. stops and he thanks again. He thanks. He says to Jay, he knows who he is, and he thanks him, which makes which I think is like another little development that Jay is our Edward Woodward in this scenario. He's sort of the chosen one to be part of this ritual. And it's important then that he does it. Gal is secondary. Because um, obviously it's it's Jay's house that the, the symbol gets carved into. Mm. Um you know, he, he's the one that carries out the hits. Um and then ultimately he's the one sort of left standing at the end as well. Um again, we're not it's not I'm mean, gonna keep saying this, but it's not explained why. It's just that's how no, it is. No, it's left up in to your own interpretation, I guess. Yeah, but the yeah, so the librarian is the official hit, and then because of information gleaned through interrogating him and torturing him, they yeah. it, they find out about somebody else that's involved in this, you know, yeah, por- pornography, sex, crime, trafficking. I would say uh, going on. S- like snuff film, yeah, sort of thing. Whatever it is, um, so then the next the next kill, as you say, the guy with the dog is not an official target. Is Jay goes rogue, and that's what causes the conflict with him and yeah. uh, him yeah. and Gal. Is like, yeah, you've, you you're going off, you're getting too involved. You're going, you know, yeah. it's a job. You're going off the reservation. You're going off the deep end about it. Um, so we just, yeah, we're we're <laughs> we're given that. They they arrive at that. Get, it looks like a builder's yard or something like that. There's a bunch of skips there and stuff. And he says, "Oh, where, I, yeah, where he decimates that." Um, I'm going guy in. And his dog. Yeah, I'll be twenty yeah. minutes. Yeah. And after a period of time, presumably the aforementioned twenty minutes, Gal walks in to find Jay repeatedly slamming somebody's face into a wall bang, to the point bang. of absolute ruination. He stops as Gal enters and says, "Oh, has it been twenty minutes already?" <laughs> so we're essentially led to believe that for twenty solid minutes he has been slamming this guy's face into 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 pulp. There's a um, shot when when Jay has left the car and he goes in and Gal's waiting. There's a shot that the camera it focuses on the front of the car, road behind the car, and a car pulls up behind their car like on okay. the road stopped and looks like it's about to turn in to where they are i don't know right. if it's intentional but it, i just oh, i didn't notice it this. looked like that was going to be that i was like i was i was focusing on that rather than what's going on i'm like okay are these people gonna was this a setup is this gonna be like a, a setup yeah i was just maybe that's what the film did to me it, it was making me try to look for things like you, well, like uh, yeah, you. that's. I mean, that's. I think that's exactly what you're meant to do, really. So I didn't notice. This is not something I've noticed. So see if I can find interesting. It. I'd be go back and watch it. But yeah, I guess maybe it could be, could be. But I think that's. It's that because it's we we sort of drip fed and tease these little things about what's going on, and I think yeah. a lot of the time it is very subtle. Um. 
and yeah, I guess kind of easy to then to then sort of go overcompensate and go like every little detail is something. Um, so yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah, after, I'll try. I'll try to find it and have to try and find it and look again. Um, so I mean, th that kill was related to the librarian. Yeah, it's like basically because they found because they realized and found out what the librarian was doing. Mm. They did a little bit of extracurricular killing. That's because, it. That's it. Yeah, he went off, but but the, that guy because he was involved in that operation, but wasn't part of, wasn't a target. It wasn't nothing. To, it wasn't him. Um, so the next legitimate target is the MP. Yeah, it, there's only supposed to be three. Obviously, there's only supposed to be three. But before before that, obviously, we get the the conflict and they actually attempt to try and get out of. Uh, Finishing the job. Yeah, they go, they go to the to meeting with the, the client. client. And he's credited as the client. Yes. It's quite I quite like that. Yeah. Um yeah, we again it's it's all mystery wrapped up in Enigma. We don't find out Yeah. Um, we don't find out who he is. Um I vaguely recognized him, but I couldn't place him. Oh the actor um, playing the client. The actor, yeah. Uh, so there's a chap called Struan. Struan Roger. Um, I'm just having a again, just having a quick look. Oh, I mean, it was Stardust. it was the best man of wedding three in four weddings <laughs> and a funeral, apparently. Um, oh, okay, he's, he's Doctor John D in D uh, Discovery of Witches. That's a fairly recent series. Um, Stardust. Some Silent Witness. Shit. Uh, Three Eyed a lot of Raven. Few bits of TV. Oh, Free -eyed what Raven is in Game, Game of Thrones? Yeah, Free Eyed Raven. Oh, that's probably why I recognise him then. Could be, if that's who he is. Um, uh, yeah, I don't really see much else that. I mean, me, me, per I personally recognise him from. He's not, yeah, there's a lot of TV like Taggart, Bill, mm. a lot of British Made TV. Some murders. Yeah. Um, Wallace has done some Wallace and Gromit voices in video games. The Lovejoy. Oh, yes. I mean, yeah, he's he's obviously done a, a nice, a good amount of um, character actor. He did a show called. In, in he did a show called uh, "Come Home, Charlie, and Face Them." <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's, that's, yep. Okay, I think it's probably Game of Thrones. I recognise him. Yeah, from. yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it yeah, must yeah. be that. Um. So. Yeah, so they go and, and unsuccessfully. Um, I can't remember now how they 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 try and get out of it, but they I, I can't remember the reason. Oh, is it? They basically say they'll be killed and their families will be killed. I think is that right? Yeah, yeah. They but, they want fully out of it. Yeah. They 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 they're done. You know, this is where they've had their tension built up between the two of them, and they're just. They're just kind of done with it, really. They're trying, they want to move on. And then when they have the meeting, there's the most, not just the client, there's like his colleague, Yeah, he's got a couple of shall other we people. Shall we say, they're with, with him. Um, and they're, they're so calm and nonchalant about saying, no, no, you're, you're in this. You're not getting yeah. out of this. And if you try, you'll die. Your family will die. Anyone you love will kill. So keep doing what you're doing for us until we tell you otherwise, basically. Yeah. 
um gal's just like he's not happy about it kicks off and they then end up carrying on with the hit list the kill list you might say the kill Um, list roll credits um yeah so that's when we get the uh so they go to the mp um their, their stakeout where we see them performing some i mean guess using that military training they're in the woods they're building a little shelter they're they're getting some rabbits yeah is that where is that what the um foreshadowing earlier on about the dead rabbit in their garden was for it's the is it literally yeah. just for that i think so <laughs> yeah it's just okay i mean you need it like we know <laughs> no. that they've got army training so we we could probably assume that they can mm-hmm. survive in the wilderness they've got all the camping gear yeah um and they're yeah they're they're staking out so they're staking out what looks to be like a, a your typical sort of country estate mansion it's like There's, checkers you know like there's a, a little bit like checkers yeah yeah i mean it uh, maybe that's intentional and we're supposed to think that not only is it an mp it's a rather high-ranking mp potentially yeah i'd say the, so yeah potentially even the prime minister although i do feel like they'd say a prime minister if it was the prime minister yes um, but even so but they, they they go for it they're quite happy to to do that um but yeah. that feels like a huge escalation that they're you know sh- shooting some nondescript priest and some sleazy sort of mm. back alley porn dealer is one thing but the then fi- to go from that to mp is quite you know oh, feels wow. like a big a big I, step I f- up i feel like it's not so much a trope but a um something that's used a lot where you know it's very cliche that mps are dodgy and always into scandalous yeah. things so mm-hmm. why not use that in this but um i think it was at this point where i was kind of starting to go can we can we wrap some answers up can we can we can we get something a bit like is this just is it is it just two guys going on a hitman spree yeah. a killing spree is it i need something i need something to give me some answers from earlier on and the phone um, goes well no answers but but here's this <laughs> <laughs> um when they're in the woods as well they they stumble upon these tunnels mm. or you call what they are they're not sewers because they're at ground level uh, yeah i don't know it's not but they I, I, use I, them as like a hideout before they don't even sleep in there it's like a hideout they find mm. then camp in the woods and then come back to yeah. them later on yeah i don't know it's like i mean tunnels they're, they're just they're just them tunnels that you get sometimes in, you know those tunnels in, in the country, woods <laughs> yeah in country manners those, yeah, country, you know. those country manor tunnels I, I don't know i mean maybe an old air raid shelter or it's yeah maybe maybe connected to the sewers uh, to sewers, sorry the cellars of the the mansion I, it's not it's not explained it's just it's a good excuse to have some running around in the dark panic yes stations later yeah. i think yeah um, i think so Yeah, th- th- so, this yeah, the final so... act. This final act where the film becomes something completely different. Yes. Yes. 
So just as you say, you're expecting or wanting something to be explained and wrapped yeah. up. We start getting drums, drums and lights through the trees. As soon as I saw those torches, I was yeah. like, I get it. This is why he <laughs> picked this film. I understand now. Because, ah, here we go. It's not, yeah. this has been what I said earlier. This felt like a BBC serious hitman drama. Yeah. Ah, there's there's chanting, marching, and torches going through the woods. Torches there we go. This is, this is Aiden's and... film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I figured that's what the message, that's what it meant when you sent me that message. Um, so yeah, we get we get a, a very um, yeah pagan Wicker Man esque um, parade. Um, I say there's there's people naked wearing straw masks, carrying flaming torches. There's there's drums and um, so Jay and Gal obviously think what the hell's going on here and follow, um, and they they come across. It's in a you know, the edge of the forest. It's in a clearing or whatever in a, a field. Some sort of ritual about to take place, and it's a young girl, a youngish girl. Um, and she she wearing like a money suit. I couldn't quite work it out, but it's like a ghillie suit. It looks of, of paper. I think it was money that was. Whoa, let's have a look if this all. It's kind. Of, it's kind of difficult to make out given the. The, the flame, the the lighting and stuff, but I thought it was just like a um, just a, a large dress, like a like Homer's muumu. <laughs> okay, I, mean, I, I just it, thought it was. It is that sort of it is that sort of thing, but it's all yeah, it's all um, what's the word like fluttery made oh, up of yeah, individual sheets. It's got. I'm pretty. It, it looked like it. Was oh yeah, banknotes. Oh, that's so... I never... Cl- well, yeah. I mean, you don't really so, get that much of a close-up. There's a no. couple of shots you do. It's shot from across the... Um, what I thought was across a, a river or a lake, but it's not. It's just a field. Yeah, it's just a field. So Jay and Gal are watching from the tree line while this, this yeah, unfolds yeah, yeah, in, the, yeah, yeah, in yeah. the field. And they, they witness basically, yeah, this, this girl sort of quite happily step up onto a block underneath the gallows. Um, she does a little... Yeah, it's a, a very wave. smooth wave. Yeah, and then yeah, and, kicks her, and, kicks herself off the, off the block, and and hangs. Um, at which point, I mean, I guess understandably, Jay, uh, decides to open fire on them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we're not we're not actually told if any of the people. There's like a there's an obvious sort of high priest figure, um who may be the MP in question. Um, but yeah, I don't we... think it's... Uh, we're not told if if the target is amongst this crowd of people. They're all wearing... We talked about these masks that they're wearing. Mm-hmm. They're all wearing these wicker... Uh, sort of tall... Think of... Think of uh, Crash Bandicoot mask... But just cheaply made out of wicker with a made, eye made out of straw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. straw. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's difficult. They're difficult to describe, but that's probably that's probably the best job of it. They um, also 
this kind of took me out of it as well because when when they start firing after the, this woman has hung herself sorry hanged herself i, I never get that why it's not hung hang um they when they start firing and start running towards jay and gal on the attack they're making these really weird sounds like oh, very the, non-human sounds which kind of took like me out of it a bit pig squealing yeah um, yeah and that continues throughout the attack throughout the next like 10 minutes or so yeah i wondered about that um and i i think you're right i think it's supposed to be them that are making the sounds mm. but i but it was I, I i don't know how to describe it almost like we've seen the direction like like wheatley just went we'll do pig squeals because that'll be weird I mean, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. There's no reason for that. They could be making any noise, but it's just like, that's going to sound creepy. Yeah. Because um, at this point, it goes into, I mean, almost something like Aliens almost. It's, it's, it's a completely it's different run, film. It's running around in the dark in these in these tunnels. They're chased into the tunnels and are... Um, They've got their head torches on. They've so got head the torches on, and yeah, there's a lot of shaky cam and, and the light source flicking around and gunshots going off. Yeah, yeah, just trying a to think of something like that. So lots of gunshots going off, and yeah, it's all chaotic and, and confusing. Um, and I think it's like, yeah, they're, they're, they are sort of squealing like pigs, but it feels like it's just, that was just a weird noise to use to add to the chaos and the confusion rather than it's rather actually than, what they're yeah. doing if you know what i mean they're not actually making that sound effect so it's like it's been it's been added in with mm. production but why yeah What's... i don't know like i say I, I think i feel like it's just we want them to be making a weird sound yeah or we want there to be a weird sound happening. oh yeah yeah um to give a bit more of a, a frightening feel yeah, to just kind of ramp up the tension. That's what it. That's what it feels like. But again, you know, as we've said many times already, you're not getting an explanation. <laughs> so, so interpret no. it whatever you know, whatever way you will. Really. Yeah. Um. So we get, yeah, we get this scene of, um, a bit of running and gunning and and being chased, um. And Gal buys the farm. He's he gets it. He gets it. Yeah, he gets, he gets it. it. And we have a a nice again. It's it's like a the different film sort of. It's a completely different film aesthetic really and tone. Is. But we we get that sort of heroic. Well, not necessarily heroic sacrifice, but we get that sort of best friend has has died, and you know Jay has to put him out of his misery and, yeah. and move on without him. Um. So he he's out of there. Uh, he puts a couple of bullets in his in his friend and heads yes. heads home. No, he well he heads to um, uh, a cottage that they seem to own because oh, yeah, Shell... it's a holiday home. <laughs> yeah, before this, Shell's kind of like had enough. She takes the kid to this cottage just to get mm. away for a bit, a little bit of separation. So he heads there. But as soon as he gets there, it the horror and uh 
what would be the word? Um, the chase from this cult that they they're still following him. Still, it's still happening. It's continuing. Mm-hmm. There's no there's no break. They don't get a break. He's there, and it's he's instantly informing Shell what's happening. Yeah. Suddenly, more um, noises start happening outside. He goes to check it out. Shell starts to pack heat. She's like, she's got a silencer on the gun. Mm-hmm. This is where we get established that she knows what she's doing. With she knows what she's doing as well. Yeah, she clearly remembers her training, and we get a little bit of a little bit of see, little peppering of siege movie thrown in there. So yeah, yeah. days outside, and there's all these burning torches surrounding the place. So the cult of of well, I say found him. I, again, at this point, I think we kind of led to believe that Jay is being under surveillance oh, in fact all the time we, we skipped over it but there is a scene where they um gal finds the photographs of them outside the priest's house yes that he does say so that they, yeah yeah so they have they have been surveilled so presumably the cult knows exactly where jay's holiday home is his holiday cottages probably already knows that shell has taken their son whose name escapes me but he's not got a huge part in it their kid whatever he's called john uh, sam 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 yeah uh so shell's taking sam there and yeah there's torches all outside jay's heads out to to you know go on the offensive and... it's very good imagery like it's quite that's quite horrific imagery you know you're mm-hmm. you're already a bit shook up you've just killed your best friend you're being stalked by this unknown cult and you're you've gone to this cottage that you feel is isolated to mm-hmm. then suddenly see yeah. this torch has just been surrounded, lit up round like surrounding <laughs> the house. It's that's quite an intimidating piece I of mean it is. Also quite a lot of work. So I'm oh, wondering, yeah, yeah. is it while he's been inside with Shell there's just been a couple of cultists sneaking around planting the stakes? Or <laughs> did that happen? previously on the off chance he might bolt for the cottage is just or were they there for the moment that shell and sam were going to be taken because they were thinking ahead <laughs> they were, they, there's some there's some planning in there um so yeah ultimately that's what happens jay gets captured he gets bonked on the head and yeah and good night sweetheart um and we have a we have a, a sort of say a little bit of siege horror um moment with with shell um yeah picking them dropping off fools oh yeah just she's like double tapping with yep. this with the extras little safety safety shot oh um, yeah yeah like i say she she remembers her training that's maybe maybe there's a little side movie sequel where we see just how much of a badass shell is um she gets knocked out though but she does get she does get knocked out and she gets it we cut to the hunchback um yeah and yeah there's like a, a the, the the cult are in like a circle he's very quick actually because jay gets no was it would jay get knocked out i mean it's like <laughs> bag on the head or bash on the back of the head i'm not yeah yeah he gets he, he gets captured he wakes up um and we we see that image of the lady with the thorns across her eyes um yeah. which again not explained just no. that's some other cult stuff that's happening off to the side there um and jay is yeah stripped to the waist and given a, a mask and a knife and yep. he's 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 about to throw down with a um, mysterious this, hunchback a mysterious hunchback who is again similarly masked but with a like a white shroud over yeah 
and they they have a a knife fight, basically I, a good old fashioned. I had a feeling knife what was going to happen here. Yeah, I had a feeling. So after it's all, it's a it's relatively short, isn't it? It's relatively short and the knife fight. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's not that long at all. Um. So there's there's a little bit of back and forth, but Jake quickly gets the upper hand and yeah, like stab to to use the 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 technical term stabs the shit out of the hunchback um in the uh in, in the, the front in the, in the front in, <laughs> in the, the front, front but more so in the back in the back yeah um so as they're as they're dying um the he, he does he take the mask off uh he takes the mask off yes he takes the uh, mask off and reveals to be shell shell Obviously and... dying, bloody. Um, but she's laughing as well a bit. She is laughing. We'll we'll talk a little bit about the. Oh, okay, all right. In, all a, right. in a second, uh, but yeah, she's she's clearly not long for this world, but is laughing. Um, at which point Jay is investigating the the hump yeah. or the hunch, um, and we see a child's arm, yeah, sort of flop out from under the under the shroud and he's like crowned the straw master <laughs> he's given the little straw crown and everybody's cheering and that is happy is it well it it's his son as well well yeah the, yeah uh, we have uh, to mention that not just I, the child, sorry it's i his thought son. that had been clear but yeah the child's arm <laughs> popping out, obviously on his wife's back I mean, it's pretty bad, yeah, if it was any child, but the fact is it's his son. <laughs> yeah, but I thought that was implied. It's not just any child, it is his it is his son. I'm not saying it was not bad if it wasn't his son. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, so a little a little uh a little bit of Serbian film. I uh, was just about to say that it's a bit of Serbian you, film. Yes, it is. If you've seen that. I think Serbian um, film was after this though. Oh really? I'm not. I'm not too sure. Uh, oh no, a year before. Never mind. A year before. I mean, I'm yeah. sure there are other films where people have inadvertently killed their loved ones, but yeah. um, but that was one. That was one that sprung to mind. I was like, oh, it's it's just like that bit. Um, well, not just like that bit, but never mind. Yeah. Um. But yeah, credits, and that is, and like I said, that is it. No explanation as to what the cult was doing, why they, you know, nope, Jay was the it. target. Um, <clears throat> so as I said earlier, if you, if you Google kill list, ending explained or explained Reddit, um, comes up. Yeah. What happened? Uh, what happened? Da da da. Um, and quite a bit is made. People ask about. Um, Shell's laughing, and yeah. what uh, what it signifies. Um, what you know, people have not have understandably thought that it was uh, it signified that she was part of it. Shell was part of the cult, um, and she's laughing because you know that he's fulfilled whatever ritual he was supposed to be fulfilling, and yeah. Um, and and that's what it is. Um, it's not. Um, it's not as. It, it's not as obvious as that. Um, 
and Ben Wheatley has confirmed, he did tweet about it, um, that it was not, she's not part of the cult, she had no part of it, um, she is laughing uh, at the sheer, this is a tweet of his from, ooh, not sure just when it was, must be a few years ago now, but um, yeah, she's laughing at the sheer crushing irony of it all, um, she's not part of the cult, so whereas I can see why some people thought it was. She's laughing just because it's like a bonkers situation that they've ended up in. Um, and yeah, it's like a, a laugh of, ins, you know, the, the mind insanity, snapping, insanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, okay. So that's, that's uh, yeah, that's it. But we it's, it's foreshadowed. So we have the sword fight scene at the beginning with the kid, when they're playing with the kids' swords and in the garden. And ah, Jay stabs you never shell. that. So yeah, if you go honestly, it's it's worth watching again. I never clocked point. that. Yes, because the, there is a lot of there is a lot of um, like little little bits of foreshadowing things. Um, yeah, I agree that there could have been some bits could have been made a bit more of a big deal of, but I I think it's a little bit more impactful the way it is that you get. A few little crumbs, and it is only a few little crumbs of there being some something witchy going on or culty, yeah. culty, culty going on. Um, but it's not until that sort of end sequence that you it goes full blown Wicker Man, yeah. but also still keeps a lot back because we have no idea. We've got absolutely there's no monologuing of you know fulfilling a prophecy or you know the. This will help the economy, or the crops are going to grow. No, we don't know what like the cult is about. We don't know no. anything about it. It just absolutely it's just nothing. There. Um, it's not a I, bad I, film. I like it. I really it, yeah. like it for that. Um, it's not a bad but I film can at all. See why it's not necessarily everybody's cup of tea because it is. It's it's an odd one. I wish it was structured better. Yeah, that's. I think that's my main problem with it. Like, I'm fine with mystery. I'm fine mm -hmm. with intrigue and get keeping the audience guessing. But I, I just wish it was structured a little bit better. Yeah, um, okay. that's my my main gripe with it. the The acting's really fine. The writing's mm -hmm. good. I like the intensity at times. But yeah, it it's a film of two films at at, at times. Yeah, that's my main yeah. issue with it. No, I think I think that's fair. And again, I think other people have said similar that it's there. There are some odd editing choices and structural things that kind of let it down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting one, and I, I'm glad I'm glad you've I'm glad you ultimately. Well, did you ultimately like it? Would you say you enjoyed it? Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not getting another point on the scoreboard for this one, am I? No, 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 no. This, oh, okay. <laughs> again, again. This is no Antrim. This is no Outwaters. Yes. Um, but I good. don't. I don't think it's one I would say watch again. Okay. I don't think I need to. Um, Fair enough. Uh, I think I would still recommend it though. Yeah. I think I could give it a recommendation to people. I it's think not that's long. Fair. It's an hour and a half. Uh -huh. Um. I think, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd agree with that. I think it's unique enough that if you haven't seen it, yes, then de definitely give it a go. Um, yeah, particularly if you, especially if you know, if you're looking for 
a British, a Brit, a good British film, a good British horror yeah. film. And yeah. It's maybe not strictly horror, but I, I, I definitely put it in the horror. That's camp. another point. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it is it horror. I, I think, yeah, I, I would put it in the horror film camp because because of the ending because of where it ultimately goes to yeah because it's cult activity and but is it horror up until then well arguably no arguably no it's not which but again i asked that question but at the same time i just thought audition audition isn't really much of a horror up until the horror kicks in so there are there are examples of that yeah i mean like i say i think i think i would and i think i think generally it's considered a horror film Hmm. uh i mean it's again it's the wicker man which is the benchmark for these sort of folk horror sort of things again is that a horror film right up until the last 15 minutes you know well but I think anybody would say that it's the great. It's one of the greatest. It's it's definitely a horror film in a, in th- most people's eyes. Yeah, I think with the Wicker Man, there's a lot more. Like, there is the foreshadowing, and there's a lot more setups, but they do pay off. Mm-hmm. With the Wicker okay. Man, yeah, right. Compared to this, um, it it it's Wicker Man is a is like that is a steady yeah uh, for, this is a we go up a little bit we go flat we follow the, and, then, mm-hmm. and then we go up to a completely different peak completely different part of the story and it, it's not a steady gradual um incline to our peak yeah okay crescendo yeah, yeah. Of the film, climax of the film the climax of this film kind of comes out of comes out of nowhere but not nowhere if you're really looking at the yeah for it in the yeah film. I, th- I think, yeah, I think the build-up to there being something ulterior, yeah. you know, an ulterior motive at play is very subtle and perhaps too subtle. Yes. Um, but it, it's, it is there, und- 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 undeniably it is there, but it, it, I concede it's a blink and you miss it. I mean, if you go, if you went for a, if you nipped out for a wee while... Well, Fiona's scratching the symbol in the back of the mirror. Then you yeah. could argue that there's the nothing. There's nothing that says it's going to go where it goes. Um, Maybe the cat death. They have a cat, and the cat is uh, found, but wrapped up, hung up on their front door. Yeah, but they're hitman. They're they're hitmen, and that could just be mm. retaliation from you know whoever they've killed. Like yeah. That could easily be in a crime, you know. If this was just a straightforward hitman movie, a crime drama, that could be a thing. Like I think inscribing a symbol in the back of a mirror is undeniably yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the main Um, point. Yeah. mm -hmm. So yeah, if you if you if you if you blinked and you missed it, if you sneezed or went you know nipped to make a brew during that bit, then yeah, you're gonna it's really gonna come as a shock. Um. But I, but again, for me personally, I think that works. I like it. I like mm. the fact that it does come out of nowhere. Um, little, it's kind of similar with uh, 
the ritual as well. Have you seen have you seen the ritual? No, but I again With... I know of it. The it's... ritual Riff uh, Riff's ball, it's a, it's a bunch of lads hacking in Sweden and uh that okay. has it's based on a is it Jason Newell, the author. Um That's a big got, goat head. Yes. A bunch of of his books that I need to read, but this is probably his best known. I don't know if it is Jason Newell now, unfortunately. Um, uh, I'm going to look it up, though, because it's only fair. Uh, But yeah, that has a similar sort of thing. Um, Adam Neville. Adam Neville is the name of the the author of the... Of the ritual and a bunch of other stuff, and he's he's got a very sort of folk horror kind of vibe uh, in his in his books. Yeah, but yeah. I can see it already in the film yeah. images. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but the ritual has a similar kind of thing where it um it, it feels like it's going to be one thing and then really does a, a you know does a sharp left turn at, towards the end. You think it's yeah. going to be kind of a basic hills of eyes sort of thing, and then it it it, it changes. Um, it's the end with the witch. The witch is a gradual incline to the climax. Mm-hmm. There, there's not somewhat of a different story occurring for half the film to then we suddenly go into the folklore stuff. Yeah, you know, I think that that's probably you know what, that's probably my only major concern with the film. The, it, the rest, it, it's perfectly fair. watchable film. It's just I found the structure the problem. That's yeah, probably, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. But yeah, as as you said, you know, it's. I, I definitely recommend it. I definitely say it. if you've not yeah. seen Kill List, yeah. check it out. Um, and certainly, if I was recommending um, uh, Ben Wheatley's films generally, anyway, I'd say mm. that is that is one to watch. Okay. Um, I haven't seen Meg Two, um, nah. so I can't comment yeah. on that. <laughs> Big shot. But isn't it? Um, <laughs> I, I do. I do like. For the most part, I do enjoy the films of his that I've seen, and Sightseers is excellent. Um, okay, definitely worth watching. Um, and yeah, Kill List and A Field in England as well. I think are all are all worth a look at. Um, but they're sort of his sort of horror end of yeah. the uh, of the spectrum. I'm not sure because I think he's done a few other bits and pieces, and I'm not entirely sure what else of his your class as horror. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that is Kill List. Le Kill List. Um, yeah. Pretty sound. Pretty sound. Good Good. Good pick. Good pick. Um, yeah, doesn't go on the list. Doesn't go on the um, Antrim Outwaters list. We're still good with no, that list. Good, and we don't, good, good. We, almost, we almost don't want that list to fill up. No, we don't. Of course we don't. We don't want it to fill and up. And I'm glad. Because I'm glad, I, I was a little bit apprehensive when I picked it and I was sort of thinking... I know this is more of a me film than a Tom film. That's fine. That's fine because, <laughs> like I said, like I said, I, I like the fact that I'd never heard of it. I'd never seen mm-hmm. it. I had no idea about it. So I was happy to go in blind. You yeah. know, it was, it was, that yeah. was, that was great. Um, it's probably the least horror film we've done on the podcast. I, th- I think that's fair. I was also like slightly apprehensive about that after the fact as yeah. well. I was like, Am I am am I pushing it a little bit? And I was like, well, That's so fine. what if I am? I think it's fine. Um, it's fine, and it blends in nicely to next week's episode, next week's film. It does. 
being the Vivovich. The Vivovich. Um, yeah, looking forward to watching this again. Especially with I've got the four the four K four K collector's edition which you've seen. So um yes, it'll be great to see. Great to see again and um yeah, we'll can we continue the uh the folklore horror talk yeah. in next week's episode. And I'm gonna no, dig no. out them Adam Neville books as well. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah looking good, forward good to pick. the Vitch. Absolutely looking for it's not that long ago that I watched it, but I'll happily watch it again. I feel like I could watch that. Did you watch it when it came weeks. out? Or did you were you quite No, it was a while after. Watching. Yeah. Yeah, it was a while after. I mean I really want did I really Yeah, I think I really I think I did really like the look of it. And then I wasn't sure if it was actually horror, really, or whether it was like more of a period drama. Mm. Um, and then I saw a couple of scenes from it in a documentary I was watching. I was like, yeah, I definitely need to. And I think I immediately went out and got it um, so I could watch it because I was like, it's yeah, a, it is. It is, it is a slow burn. It yeah. Slow burn. Oh, incredibly. It, it incredibly. reminded me a bit of uh, the way it was sort of structured with like the Babadook. Like the Babadook has its mm. evil entity, but it. The horror is more about the mum's trauma. Yeah. The horror in which is is a lot to do with the family's trauma mm-hmm. and what they're experiencing, what they're going through. Like there's evil, there is an evil entity there, but it's yeah. really what they're going through, and it's yeah, it's uh, it's it's great, it's fantastic. I look forward to us getting yes. through it. Um, okay, before we do move, oh no, before we before we get into this, actually, so we talked about the witch next. And November also features us getting back into the Monsters of Universal yes. world. And um, Bride of Frankenstein is this month's pick. Mm-hmm. And after that, hopefully, hopefully, I'm checking now, we are going to be checking out Eli Roth's new Thanksgiving. feature. Thanksgiving. But I'm hoping it's got a UK release. It should have a UK release. Well, not uh, only hoping it's got a uk release but has a a reasonably wide uk release because yeah, not not just london obviously because you're down <laughs> in that london that there where london, yeah. you get everything and we still need leveling up here so oh i've got <laughs> i think it go. is i'm pretty sure i saw the trailer for it when i went to see saw so I, i'm i'm fairly confident it's getting a yeah they were advertising it for london weren't they <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they may have been. <laughs> uh, see, I, I, what, what, what's your, what's your cinema chain of choice? Um, well, View is the most local one. Yeah, same. And they upgraded the View here with all the recliner seats. It's great. Yeah, we've got a new. Love it. A new swanky one. Um, oh, here we good. go. Yeah, there's uh, look. We got seventeenth uh, of November, seventeenth, eighteenth, nineteenth. There's one showing each day of Thanksgiving, so there are only three showings. Um, and at the moment, completely empty, so I'm good. Looks like Friday, seventeenth or seventh Saturday, I'm going to see Thanksgiving. So, so yeah, yeah, that sounds that's, that's cool. Look, Friday the seventeenth. Oh, it's not actually appearing on you got one up you up by you on mine i'm on the oh hang on sorry it's not a view it's a real cinema my bad what is that what is that (laughs) (laughs) well not one that's showing um i've never heard of that before not one that's i mean it's a chain it's got a 
they've got a, admittedly a small chain. Maybe it's just the northern one. Yeah, it might be. Quite, yeah. I mean, I do wonder why they do pie and peas instead of popcorn. But... <laughs> <laughs> and you get, instead of Coke, you get gravy. Yeah, yeah. always. <laughs> fizzy gravy is the way forward. Um oh, fizzy <laughs> anyway, I guess I'll have to venture a little bit further afield. Um, if it's if if the view cinemas do have it, then there is one not too far away. Yeah, hopefully we can both get around seeing it. But hope and hope yeah. and hopefully Thanksgiving will be the film to cap off November, leading into which we'll get into in the next few weeks. Our Christmas picks for December, which is all Christmas horror films. One good, yeah. one bad. And I saw one in the window of a charity shop the other day. Oh, no. <laughs> Which, hey, it was in the window. Oh, no. <laughs> that, if it's a charity shop, it doesn't mean anything. I know. Which I didn't leave. I did, I, sorry, I did leave. I didn't yeah. get it. But it was it was exactly what we were talking about. The sort of... Okay. Okay. Scraping the bottom of the Amazon barrel. It was called something yeah. like Hell Elves. Good. <laughs> good that's what we want and i'm not saying that's my pick i'm not saying that's my pick i'm just i'm saying i've spotted the the caliber of film we're after in the wild it's good it's good it's the, yeah it's what we want it's what we want so yeah christmas the good the bad and probably Definitely the downright ugly. ugly at some point yeah, yeah in chris so December's going to be a fun one so yeah stay tuned folks for plenty more to come on podcast throughout the the rest of the year there's also a few more bits uh that i'm personally working on and we might both be working on coming to the actual youtube channel not to the podcast uh this is youtube exclusive um follow the instagram and twitter to find out more about that which is the underscore dreadcast nice little side project still horror film related uh but yeah more will be revealed soon on that and the TikTok is also the underscore dreadcast. Um, one more thing before we get out of here. Uh, we have mail. We do. We do In our mailbag, which is uh, the dreadcast podcast at gmail.com. And we have one from a lovely Mr. Coop, a friend of the show, Mr. Oh. Mr. Coop Cooperson. <coughs> and it goes like this. Good day, gentlemen. I hope this message finds you both well. We all know that yes. something about the horror genre leads itself to sequel after sequel that leads me to today's question. We all know, again, we all know this. We all know franchises all know. that have had too many, but what yes. franchises do you feel haven't had enough? Oh, good question. That is a good question. It is good. And I feel like the first part to answer it is that they films that haven't had enough sequels only deserve the sequels if the story need, deserves it. Like if the story is is good enough to continue. Like mm-hmm. the Saw franchise, they they lay a lot of um, uh, a lot of breadcrumbs that need to be followed and fulfilled. A lot, a lot of pathways that need to be filled. So they yeah, maybe not so much in the first film. No, first but, well, was that, the but first was the first. I doubt when they made the first film, they had the sort of, yeah. you know, they've had to, re- I feel like they've had to retcon a lot of things with Saw, but yeah. it's been done very well. But the sequels did that. The sequels yeah. made it seem like, oh, we need another one to cap off this story. And then we mm-hmm. need another one to cap. 
But to think of other franchises that could do with sequels. That's a hard well, one because we're not the biggest fan of sequel after sequel after sequels sequel. for the sake sake of it. But something that we've talked about recently, and I think you might be with me on this, Predator. Mm. On the back of Prey yep. being yep. the f- phenomenal film yep. that it was. I also watched the original the other night as well. Yep. Um, and I think Predator has... Because this... Because it has scope for sequels that aren't gonna just be the same pe- the same shit happening to the same people over and over again. Yeah, you can you can mm-hmm. drop a predator into any time period, any setting, um, and and do something, do something fun with it. I think. Yeah, it doesn't so need I, I, to be your your first five Friday the Thirteenth where they're pretty much all the same. It's mm-hmm. Jason in the woods, a, ki- a killer in the woods killing yeah. people in camps, or for, or Nightmare on Elm Street. The same thing for the most part, you know. Yeah, you know, or I mean, yeah, is this is the same the same stuff happening to the same people? The the Child's Play franchise, like it's still being yeah. Andy Barclay all these years later. Um, and you can have a sequel to the TV series as well. You can um, sequelize your your franchise or series, but mm-hmm. really change up the setting and yeah. the tone of it. Keep the same. Like you said, the predator. Just focus on that, but everything else is different. Everything, everything else, else can be is different. different. Yeah, everything else is different. So that I mean, um, all right. There's been there's there's been a few predator sequels and then arguably more bad than good. Um, uh, yes, yeah. But completely. I think there's definitely room for some more good ones. Um, taking taking what they did with Prey as a cue. Um, yeah, one one film that I certainly didn't see a sequel coming which i am though intrigued about was uh it got announced i think last week with the sequel now to it follows called day oh, okay right right um don't feel like it deserved a sequel not not deserved needed a needed sequel. it felt like a very good standalone on its own film mm. but i'm very intrigued to see where it goes because of the premise yeah how because how do you do that it's a very straightforward premise well actually saying that i'd i'd be interested and again i i don't really want it to this is like for me personally and i probably would watch it but the the witch what Sequel happened after witch. what happened after that with mm. the young girl running off to live deliciously like i don't think it needs to be done and i don't but no no but you know, there 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 could be a story there. Like um, how we we don't always need to need need to know backstories or what happened here mm-hmm, and there. Like mm-hmm. it's left up to the audience's interpretation. Mm. I'm gonna muse hard... on this some more because it's a good question. It's a very it is good a good question. one. It's a hard question because for the most part we are like it. We're a bit. This film doesn't. This film yeah. doesn't need a sequel. And if it does have a sequel, it's done hopefully for a, a good reason. But for a the most reason. part, it's done for. Uh, cash cow reason because the film the predecessor made so much money studio want to make another Mm -hmm. one to make the same money or there's a storyline that needs capping off they dug they 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 wrote themselves into a corner and they've got to cap it off somehow Mm -hmm. yeah i think we'll we definitely need to come back to that on the next episode but that's a good question coop thank you very much thank you very uh, much writing in yeah, and if you have a question, <laughs> feel free to send a message to the Dreadcast Podcast at gmail.com. 
We would love to hear from you. Yes. Yes, we would. We would. The podcast.com. That's the one. Uh, check out this podcast and all past episodes on Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, and Podbean by searching the Dreadcast. Um, yeah, like I said, there's some new content coming to the YouTube channel in the future. Stay tuned to the Twitter and Instagram for more information on that. Is that it? I think that's about it. That's it. Apart from, Apart from... just a reminder to stay spooky. Stay spooky.